Hey gang, welcome to Road Killers Podcast. I am Zachary David Wyckoff, a comedian and knower of Righty Tidy Lefty Lucy. I uh, That's the only thing I know about cars. Um, I know you should change the oil, and if you need to screw something in, Righty Tidy Lefty Lucy, that one's free. Uh, take that home with you. Uh, today on the podcast, I get to talk to one of my very good buddies, um, Dude has been in the Cincinnati comedy scene. He's kind of the grandfather of the Cincinnati comedy scene. Uh, he's been around for such a long time, and he's so funny. He's been on TV a ton. I don't even know his credits. <laughs> um, but he toys around with one of the best working comics uh, right now, Tom Segura. And um, he took some time out of his very busy schedule to come sit on my couch and uh, drink a Diet Mountain Dew, I think it was. Um I might have been making that part up. But all that to say, I'm very excited for you to get to hang out with me and my very funny friend, Jeff Tate. I want you to clap in your car for Jeff Tate. Yeah, so the whole idea with this thing is um, I grew up on the road as a heaven-bound gospel singer, and I also am on the road all the time now doing comedy, and I wanted to talk to other people that are traveling around and doing the thing, and you, I don't know anybody that travels much more than you. Well, that's, I mean, that's probably true. <laughs> At, at this at this point, anyway. Yeah, because some of the questions that I had prepared were like along the lines of like, if I were to go into a gas station right now, what's your gas station dinner order? But for you, I think the question might be, what's your um, what's your airport dinner order? <laughs> because you are. You... It depends on. Um, I mean, it really depends on what the airport is. It's I never sit down. Like I never go into a restaurant. Oh, really? Whatever. Okay. I mean, I, Tell I me why. Because I, I try very hard not to have that much time. <laughs> That's true. That's like, I don't want to okay. have that much time. So most of the time, if I most of the time if I get food, it's like a trail mix or whatever. But if I have time <laughs> where I need to eat, like an actual meal, yeah, then it mostly just depends on what's around sure like they're not it's not always the same everywhere like at cvg i'll go in the morning and if i end up having enough time if i get through the line real fast i'll get something from like Bru the brugger's bagels sure Isn't that's a that classic terminal? yeah get a little turkey sandwich what's what's your go-to at the brugger's i mean bagel? usually at that point it's like morning so it'll be some sort of breakfast sandwich Heck yeah. Uh, eggs and whatever. Try to stay away from uh, cheat like fast food cheese is bad. Like it's always, <laughs> it's so chemical and whatever that it makes. Um, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Does it like literally make your body worse? I mean, we eat chemicals all the time. What is it about fast food cheese specifically? I don't know. And it, it's this is purely anecdotal. Because it's just based on my, it's you know, it's my own right. experience. But like, the last thing 
you're going to want to do <laughs> is eat something that will affect your travel. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. And somehow just not getting cheese on it uh, helps. <laughs> that, that's, I don't know. An excellent uh, point. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. I'm we're trying, two I'm, minutes in and we're already into airport poops. I mean, I'm trying not to curse. <laughs> oh, he, but like, I mean, here's the thing. You it's, don't want to shit on an airplane. <laughs> That's the, like, the main goal is how do you avoid that? Sure. And um, maybe maybe I'm weird, but I kind of like, like it. Is that bad? On an airplane or because in the airport? In an airplane. Because there's something about like you are, you're in this playing with often hundreds of other people and then you get your own little room to yourself even if it's just no, for like 6 bad. minutes. I mean, I don't mind I don't mind going in there to get a break from all the people, but to actually shit on an airplane <laughs> is not it, it's something that I I go to great lengths to avoid. Sure. That's uh, <laughs> so not getting so like uh so generally that's like just like no McDonald's ever. That's yeah, that that's um, dangerous for sure. The only time I enjoy eating McDonald's is like I'm coming home at like eleven thirty from a show. Oh yeah, yeah. It's real it's real like situational. Yes. It's hard to eat. It's like there are there are places that I like. But I do not eat there if there are any other options. Like it's hard to go to it's hard to go to Waffle House like during the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you go there at like seven PM, it's like, bro, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, all the all the other restaurants are open. <laughs> the same with McDonald's. Like McDonald's, there's always one nearby that's open late. Yeah. And it's and you're gonna end up there enough. That uh, you don't need to do it during the day. It doesn't. That's no good. Yeah. So I will go like if the airport has Chick Fil A, then I'll do that. Oh, interesting. or some sort of. Uh, a lot of them have like some kind of sandwich shop, one of those sub sandwich firehouse right. subs or whatever. Right. Which is exactly fine. Yeah, those are all fine. You just get yeah. a turkey sandwich from there, and it's fine. Heck yeah. Let me ask you this: What uh, you've? I mean, I will have set this up at some point, but like with touring around with Tom and just on your own, what uh, do you have a favorite airport? Um, not. I wouldn't say. Well, because favorite means like it gives a, it gives off the idea that like there's one that I particularly like. <laughs> And there's none that I particularly like. Okay. There are ones that I don't ever want to go to. Okay. Those are, you know, those so are, are just different. ones you hate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> but then there, but then there's, you know, Charlotte has gotten uh, very crowded lately. Hmm. So that one's no fun. It used to be, it used to be higher on the list. Or, you know, simply not as low, but hmm. it is so crowded now. Every time I go, it's jammed. Okay. Huh. And I don't remember that. Like, 
that hasn't always been the case. Which, like, I'm a fan of Charlotte, but I can't imagine flying to there on purpose. Yeah, I mean, generally, I mean, I have flown into Charlotte, like going to Charlotte before, but generally, it's the uh, it's like a connector. Place. Yeah, it's a connector. Like, okay, a lot of East Coast flights uh, go through there now. Okay, so just the amount of people you don't like. Okay, what what other place, airports do uh, you hate? You been in the Denver airport? I mean, the Denver airport's pretty rad. <laughs> Right, it's like kind of like I don't know, like all the conspiracy theories. Are you a conspiracy? You're a conspiracy I mean, those are fun. Guy. Yeah, those are definitely fun. That adds to it. There's a there's a lot to do there. Like a lot. There's like a lot of options at the Denver airport for if you have if your layover is in Denver. I've I rarely have a layover in Denver. I think the only. The only times I'm ever in the Denver airport, I'm either coming or going from Denver. Because hmm. there's no, um, like, I don't know who hubs out of Denver, but I, I know the, like, frontier or whatever does. Right. Sure. And I don't. Um, Which I love me a cheap flight. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, but there's no, there's never good, it's never good connectors. Like, sure. if you're trying to get to San Francisco or whatever on frontier, they're going to pull some shit where you got to stay all night at the airport or whatever. Like oh, they're just sucks. always going to do something like that. Yeah, that's It's like going to Denver, it's great cuz it's direct. You can fly direct from here from Cincinnati to Denver pretty cheap. Probably the cheapest when there is and definitely the cheapest direct flight to Denver from here is Frontier, but to connect or whatever is no good. I think maybe Southwest might do it too, but mm. I mean I always liked um I always liked the Salt Lake Airport. Oh, okay. Tell me why. Why is that? Because of all the white people. It's no. It's, <laughs> it's not very big. It's like having a short connection or whatever is easy. Uh, you don't really have to worry about that. It's not like when you fly into Atlanta with forty-five minutes between flights, you're really under the gun. It is gigantic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Minneapolis is the same way. Um, some of these hubs, Dallas or whatever. You never been to that airport? No. But when I was doing my, when I was booking my own flights, and it was all Delta, I would always try to get, uh, like, if I had to connect, then I would make it through Salt Lake, basically because it's the least used Delta hub. So. If you got any kind of miles built up, the flight in or out of Salt Lake, you can generally, if you have any status at all, you can get bumped up. Because there's not chill. there's not a lot of uh there's just less there's just less people going through it. Most of the people with the with you know, a lot of people with a lot of miles, they just tend to fly direct. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been bumped up to the first class. Wow. So uh, Here's a question, Jeff. Have you ever been on a private plane? Yeah. Yeah? I have, yeah. What's with Tom. Mean? You stay all the time? No, with with Tom. Oh, I with mean, Tom. let me see. Where was it? I've done it a couple of times with Tom. In fact, the last one was out of Salt Lake. Oh, heck yeah. Salt Lake to Seattle. And okay, that's a... That's, a, that's like long enough yeah. uh, to enjoy it. Right. 
to like it's like a, a you get the full experience because it's like maybe ninety minutes, maybe a little under two hours. Heck yeah! Um, it was great. I mean, the first time we did it was from Phoenix to Denver. Was the first one I did, and that's okay. a pretty like, short flight. Yeah, no, that's pretty close. And it was pretty late, if I remember. Mm. It's I think we I think we did two shows in Phoenix that night, and then flew to Denver. So it wasn't oh. like a soup. Like it wasn't like a fun hang. It was like all right, we get on the plane and just everyone went to sleep. Oh, that's the saddest way to to be on a private plane. <laughs> just like yeah, but just all business. We're just here. Because we have to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I mean, that's fine. At, at some point, you're still young and energetic. Uh, sure. Right. I was, I was already like, this was a couple of years ago. So I was still like in my 40s and two shows after traveling uh, that whole week. Like, because the Denver, we had, um, I think we were going to be in Denver for, Two no, it was just one day in Denver. But we got there, and then just like checked in, and that was it. I um, we didn't do much. But the flight to Seattle was better because we just did one show that night in Salt Lake, and then just left the venue and drove to the airport, which is it's it's not the airport. You just drive like straight through a gate right up to the plane. That's crazy. Yeah. And then they open the back of the SUV and then somebody there takes all the luggage and puts it on the plane and then you just get on the plane. And I had, um, we had champagne. I bought champagne. Oh, snap. Because I wanted to drink champagne on that flight. <laughs> sure, of course. And then we get to Seattle and it's, you know, we lose an hour we we leave at like ten thirty or whatever already, so it's already we're just getting there at midnight, but it's only like we get to our hotel, it's like eleven thirty, so we still had time to go out, like so we just went. Um, Heck yeah! So we were in downtown Seattle. I still have never been to Seattle either, and it's great. Uh, but that it also like it's it's so great because it gets you get so much. Uh, Getting there the night before, that's so we had shows for three days Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Seattle. But we get there like Thursday night. So we have all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday to be in Seattle, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Staying at the best, whatever the best hotel is, and then doing these shows and having the best. like just food from the best restaurants is being delivered. <laughs> yeah, man. To the theater. <laughs> I Nuts. mean, it was it was pretty great. I maybe you've told me this before, but how how did you get hooked up with Tom? Oh, we just met on the on the on the road. We met in um, Sunnyvale, California, and at the club at the club there in maybe two thousand eight or nine. Okay. Had he done anything of note at that time? I don't. I mean, he was already. He had been doing stand up for, sure. you know, uh, maybe eight or nine years at that point. Okay. Like I knew who he was, but because he had just worked with uh, Singer. Oh yeah, Ryan Singer. 
Yeah. So he was like, oh, Tom's great. Um, you guys will get along. And then he was right. We did. And that was whatever, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. Was that, then, that was before, like, I mean, I'm sure that was before Netflix. I'm sure that. that I mean, that was before. I, I mean, I don't even think he had his podcast yet. Yeah. Dude. I think that started the next year. Dude, I, I think about this all the time. Um, maybe you who have like been around the block a little bit, like what do you think separates people that are like pretty good from people that like Tom that just like keep, seem to keep getting better? Every time, I mean, I've known about him for a long time and every time I see him, he is better than the last time I saw him. Like what do you think the difference is? Oh, like you're just talking about material? And just like... Not like as far comedy, as, but like anything. As far you know as getting I mean? that, as far as getting that big, he's just very. Um, he's a got a he's people. got a work ethic. Yeah, like he works very he works very hard. Mm. And he was he was even you know before before he had people doing it. Like they were just the ones making that podcast. It was just I mean it used to just be two of them in their apartment. Yeah. And they Kinda would just like get a, this. right. Huh? They would get two bedrooms, and one of their bedrooms was a studio. And they would have their. They figured out how to play those clips and get them online. Yeah, like have dude. them be part of the show right away. Like before, I mean, nobody else was doing anything like that. Yeah. And he just worked. You know, he just worked real hard. Mm. And as far as as far as the material. As far as him like continuing to get better, I think that I think that's just a matter of not thinking you've mastered it. Yeah. Like the be- like if you keep thinking that the best joke you've ever written has you haven't got to yet, you'll keep mm-hmm. trying to do that. Yeah. And if you keep thinking that, you know, if you think you're the best, you're not going to take any like no one can talk to you, you know? Yeah. Like, well, that's where I'm at because I think I suck. So there's a- right. I mean, all the good, like anybody who's good does. Um, I mean, a lot of people who are bad also do, but <laughs> like, there's something about because this has come up. Like this conversation has come up, mm-hmm. not about Tom, but about other people. But it, it certainly holds true for him. As long as you have people around. Mm. And you still have, and you can still take whatever, you know, not even like, it's not even so much criticism as it is just notes. Sure. Like if you're still willing to accept. uh, Because notes you can look at and be like, yeah, I like that or no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then you look, there there are comics that, that, I mean, you can tell who, um, no, you can tell who who doesn't listen anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that was that that Kanye song that goes uh, as soon as I get my money right. <laughs> can't nobody right. tell me nothing. I mean, boy, that's true. It's true for Kanye. <laughs> and it's true for a lot of these comics who you're like, what happened to them? And it's like what happened is they stopped like nobody can tell them anything. They stopped listening to people. They stopped having. Mm. They don't think of anybody as peers or whatever. Yeah. So there's like it's like Patton Oswalt gets better and better, and, yeah. and he's been doing it for, you know, since the mid '80s. So gee whiz, we're looking at. 
He's coming up on 40 years or whatever. It's crazy. Uh, and by the way, I want to make you're one of those people I think of as well. <laughs> like, like you're every time I see you, you're like, oh, that's. I, I'm well, yeah, still I'm just still trying to get good. Sure. Yeah. Like I can always be. You can always be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. And that's all. That's all there is to worry about because it's it takes so long. Um, it's like I've lost. Uh, <clears throat> I've lost like being competitive. Sure. Because it's it's just such a detriment. Yeah, definitely. But that doesn't mean that I that doesn't mean that I don't try. Like when I, like we do, <clears throat> me and Troy do bar trivia and stuff. Uh, sometimes we'll have we do that uh, fairly often. You know, usually on Mondays. Uh, we cool. didn't last night, but I didn't know you did that. It's like a it's a fun. You know, there's the people on my team, and we're all friends, and we have a good time. But I, I legitimately don't care if we win. Like I don't want to get answers wrong, and I'm not going to tank it. But I also don't care if we win because sure. I, as I just like I've talked myself out of that. Sure, it's so easy to get competitive because there's always somebody that's getting something that you could get. Oh, there's man. always somebody. There's always somebody getting booked or getting hired or getting cast or whatever in something. Yeah. That could be yours, and and there and there's there are people that are not getting. There's all there's, like people don't get what they what they what they're chasing all the time in this business, and it's not like not just not just like the comedy business, but like show business in general. Like, yeah, dude. Think about. I mean, somebody will tell. Oh, here's a good example. <clears throat> there's this HBO show is coming out right now. About the Showtime Lakers, yeah, 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 and it looks amazing, and I can't wait it to watch sick. it. I do want to watch that. And John C. Riley plays Dr. Jerry Buss, the guy who bought the Lakers back then and owned the Lakers, and was like the owner of the Lakers when all of this started, when like right. Magic Johnson and whatever. Like, he's the one that signed Magic Johnson to that twenty-five year, twenty-five million dollar deal in like an eighty-two or whatever. Crazy, right? So he was like. Signed with the Lakers for 25 years. <laughs> and then, so he was like seriously underpaid towards the end of that right. contract. You know, 10 years in, he could have been making more money, but, you know, he did all right. He invested that money and, and he cured you know, now he's got a fucking crazy amount of money. Right. Uh, but um, Adam McKay made this show. And Will Ferrell wanted to play Jerry right. Buss and isn't. He had to tell Will Ferrell no. So like even Will Ferrell doesn't isn't that get crazy? whatever he wants. He's just he like he's just not right for it. Like Jerry Buss is not six five. <laughs> and you can't have a guy be six five right. when a bunch of people who are six five are pretending to be six nine. <laughs> Right. right, like they don't like the guy playing Kareem isn't seven feet four inches tall. Right, he's he just shouldn't be. Well, he just they're just there's no he's seven just not foot an actor. Four good actors. <laughs> if you were seven foot four and good enough to to at least seem like Kareem during like on court shoot like yeah. shooting on court stuff, you then you be. would just be in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> so. They got the so they got so they're having to do like they have to play all this uh dip like so the guy's playing magic he ain't six nine 
He's probably six five. So to make him seem like he's six nine, you can't have the six five guy be the owner. Right. He's not as tall as Magic. He's a fucking foot shorter than Magic Johnson. So it's right. obvious that he's not right. That like it screws everything up. So he's just not right for it. So they they tell him no and then they fell out. Right. Like they're not friends anymore. They I dissolved their production that. company, all of that. And that was that was last year and Will Farrell. So there's always somebody if you're competitive, you're gonna be you're just gonna be miserable the whole time. So the only thing you can can compete with that isn't that won't make you miserable is yourself. Ooh. So as long yeah. as you're better today than you were yesterday, mm. then you're gonna be you know, as long as you know, as long as this next thing is as good or better than my last thing, then then I'm doing what I have to do. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I just saw man, there was something that like I don't know, for me, this I practiced this thing, this thought pattern. Literally today, um, I saw like uh, a couple of my buddies are in like this best of Cincinnati recording thing at the Helium in Indianapolis, which like awesome. And I saw everyone on that list. And I was like, cool. I like all those people. I'm pumped that they get to record something. But like, there's like a there was like a little you know salty part of me. It's like, well, best of Cincinnati. Shouldn't that be me? You know, like there was. Like I mean, a you little... got a trophy on in, in on your shelf in there that yeah. says you were as, as recently as four years ago. <laughs> yeah, 2019. And yeah, I, they haven't um, had a competition. I never even saw that list, but I guarantee you, it's not true. <laughs> Whatever, but it was. No, I just, I just, I just mean like, I know uh-huh. how these things work. It's right. not even about you. Like you might not even be on that list, but I guarantee you their list is wrong. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But it was just one of those things like, man, I can't. Do you ever go over there? To the uh ND. Yeah. Um, I've been there two or three times for their open mic. I did well every time. And it's it, getting into their open mic is impossible. I've applied applied you have to apply to it like right at twelve PM. Every Thursday, like right at twelve, I've done that like maybe ten times, and I've never gotten it to get in on the next Tuesday or whatever. When do they the run their mic? Open mic? Yeah, it's a it's very very hard. But well, I guess that's better than just putting your pals up and whoever fucking swaps your spots. <laughs> sure, I can, yeah, uh, I can do that. <laughs> what? I, yeah, but all that to say. I had that thought and I was like, oh man, maybe that should have been me, whatever. But like all at the end of it, I was like, you know what? Like I can't control who gets put on what show or, or whatever. Like all I can control is like, am I funnier today than I was like yesterday? Right. I have something new that I'm excited to talk about on stage that I didn't have yesterday, you know? Right. And that's all you can do. That's all I can do. I can just control what I can control. I mean, there's, 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 there are other things you can do so you can get on whatever the next version of this is, but you have to, like, you just have to go there and meet those people and know sure. those people. And yeah, dude. I'm bad at whatever, like, there's a game to the, like, moving up in the world of comedy. I'm bad at it. <laughs> I don't well, know yeah. what to do. There's a, you could reach a certain point 
by if that's the only thing you're good at, you can reach a certain point. Yeah, and I don't want to be that. I can na- I can I can name names. There's people you know, <laughs> sure. and that's the only thing they're good at. Sure, I believe it, but I I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I just want to be. I want to keep getting better at my thing, and if something's going to happen, it'll happen. Well, there is. Um, I mean, there is some value to it. Like you sure. should get better at that, but not at the expense of. Uh, yes. Everything else. I mean, we used to, um, when I started, the first few years I was around, we would, um, I mean, I guess this kind of came true too, because it seemed like all the comics in Columbus were really good at making flyers. Like they were so good at making flyers and making posters, <laughs> put on these shows. <laughs> and, uh, so we would just joke about them, but we never, it never occurred to us that that would be a valuable skill. Yeah, it super is. Like none of, I mean, none of those people are still comedians, so <laughs> maybe they put a little too much time into that. Sure. But that doesn't mean that we should have put no time into it. Right. You know, if I could, if I knew how to make a flyer, if Dave knew how to make a flyer, if Ryan knew how to fucking Photoshop or whatever, we'd probably be a little better off. Sure. But we didn't we never learned how to do any of that stuff. Dave Waite, Ryan Singer, both yeah. hilarious dudes. We just learned how to do stand up. <laughs> and there's few other yeah, I mean, and yeah. And to your there's few other people I would rather see you do that. And we but we all I mean, when we were coming up, we all kind of started around the same time. Singer started a little before us. He's a little older than us. Um, maybe like two years older. And he started I think he actually, like, he did his first mics in the 90s. Wow. And um, I started in 03. So I think Dave started in 04. Uh, but we were all, like, we were on the same trajectory. We were kind of, like, right in the same, in the same class, almost. Sure, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure there were times... For all three of us, where there was dependent on dependent on what was going on, I'm sure that there was like that we were a little competitive with each other, but never out loud and never like to the point where we weren't friends sure like we we stayed friends this whole time and now and now here we are you know I've known. I met Singer like a couple months after I did my first open mic, so I've known him for 19 years. Yeah, dude, you're in your LeBron year. Yeah, I started I started comedy um, 19 years ago. Yeah, a couple days ago, a couple <laughs> days ago, the Saturday, the 26th, February 26th is the first 2003. Isn't that crazy? I can remember what day I did stand up for the first time, but like remembering anybody's birthday that's not my mom's or mine, I have to like really think about it. It's strange. There's a, it was like, it was right after um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, her birthday was a few days before that. And that's how, like, I, I remember, like, I just count up from that. <laughs> so it's easy to, it's easy okay. to, <clears throat> that's how I figured it out the first time. Like, I didn't, I didn't know the date until maybe five years ago. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. What was your first time on stage like? It was fine. I mean, it went great. 
It, first times usually do. There's some there's some first yeah. time magic. Yeah. Uh, everybody gives you a longer leash because it's like, oh, so it's obvious that you're new. Right. Um. There was a lot of people. I mean, I knew a lot of people there. It was a you know it's an open mic, so you got to bring five people. Sure. And I probably had. I mean. There's probably 30 people, like oh, everybody dang. for from, you. Yeah, it was it was close enough to um, shoot. You crushed it. It was close enough to high school that some, I had some from there. It was close enough to I had um, just like I, I I still knew a lot of people from like Kings Island, <laughs> so I had people from that group, people from high school, people and people from the uh, whatever restaurant I worked at at the time. They all came out. So I had like a solid, I mean, maybe it might have only been 20. I don't know. Either way, it was more than five, and it was very quickly, but it didn't take long for there to not no longer be f- where I could even get five people. Oh, yeah, because after you do it like twice. You know, like, Nobody wants to come to all oh, of them. Oh, you're still doing that? Right. They, like, they, they're like, you're still doing that, and you still have to? You still have to bring five people? Woof. Right? It's, it's kind of dumb. It's uh, yeah. So it went um, it went all right. I mean, I got a few, I got a few laughs, and enough, to, enough that I was like, "Wow, I'll do this again," <clears throat> but not enough. Like I don't like nothing stuck. There was nothing. Um, there was nothing from that first set that I I think I ever even did on a weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still have the pages somewhere. There is, there, I uh, I told a couple jokes that I'll probably never do again. But there is one story that I've never figured out how to do on stage, except that one time, and it like murdered. For I mean, you know, for first time, when I when I did my first time. Uh, well, what is it? Do you want to tell it now, or you want to talk about <laughs> you want to talk about it later? <laughs> We can talk about it later. <laughs> I can tell you, but it's... It's not going to be... Don't do it now. It's not going to be good. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. It's, Stay tuned. Go see Zach do stand-up in three weeks. Maybe he'll right. get it right. Right. I won't, dude. I don't know. It's a... It's a tough story, but... <laughs> and I mean, now I can't wait to find out what it is. <laughs> You're going to be underwhelmed, just like all the people... They come see me do stand up. Um, the re- ever since that first time. <laughs> yeah, ever since that first. Dude, my first time, I didn't even have enough people to go up. I didn't even have five. There was a a buddy that came along with me who he brought people and he he donated his people. To, he told the staff because we didn't know what was happening. He was like, "Hey, these people are here for me, but put them for Zach." And because uh, he was like kind of about it, but I was like all the way about it, you know. So he didn't go up. No, he didn't go up. Has he ever gone up? No. <laughs> so he bailed. Yeah, that was his move. He was. I mean, that guy was always going to bail. So don't worry about it. <laughs> At least he did it altruistically. Yeah, it was like a really sweet moment because you know, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> I don't know if he has the chops for stand up. That's all right. I mean, nobody. 
I mean, most of the people that do stand up, you don't think they have the chops for it. Sure. To I be honest, the people in real life, like if you meet someone in real life and you think, you think they got the chops for stand up, that just means that person sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably insufferable if they're acting like if they're acting like in a way just like at a bar where you're like, I bet you'd be good at stand up. If the if their response is, oh for sure, then they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but if if they're like nah that's crazy then they're like no that like talk that person into it but if they're like oh for sure uh uh-uh. <laughs> talk them out of it cut them out of your life that's probably that's probably a good call I mean it's true when uh, <laughs> so you started st- staying up same time LeBron started basketball a little before pro basketball a little before. Because 0304 was his rookie season. Heck yeah, dude. So I started six months before him. He wasn't even drafted yet. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm in year 19. And all I want to do is uh, just do one set with my son. <laughs> just just have, have him middle for me one time. And then I can be done. <laughs> That's right. It's still going to be a, it's still a long fuse because... <laughs> I don't have kids. Yeah, that'll that'll. So it's still a ways off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty single too. So <laughs> there's like a couple of steps between here and there, and then a lot of uh, kids gonna have to get old enough. Things <laughs> gonna have to do stand up and get good enough. It's gonna be a hilarious six year olds. Set, yeah, what if I did that? It's a fucking. I just bring out a three year old. Like, <laughs> I just want to be done. Let him do one joke, and I can be done. I'm gonna name him Brownie too, so every, so everyone gets the joke. <laughs> a joke with like eight years of setup. Yeah, eight years. <laughs> uh, an entire relationship. I make some poor lady have a kid. I talk her into letting me name it Brownie. <laughs> And I keep saying son. I'm saying son because of LeBron, but girls can do stand up too, so it could be either one. See, it could be a boy where you or a girl. And I differ. Girls are not funny. <laughs> well, you. I mean, you go to the church a lot. You're probably you're probably confused by why she's talking. No, our church is cool. We let ladies go up there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You go to one of those jeans and sandals acoustic guitar churches. You've- better believe it dog sometimes we have beers at church it's crazy beers beers dude i don't understand (laughs) i don't i don't understand why some i don't understand why you can just why like if that's okay then why what why are there still things that aren't i mean you do go to one of those churches that's like pretty it's like fairly progressive considering yeah it's a church Right. It's like shockingly progressive for a church, but like just like a little progressive for society. Sure. For like the future. Right. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Our but people. who knows? You just got to get younger people in. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. We're trying to, they're trying to make me start a TikTok. What? <laughs> and what would you do? Like it would just be you on the TikTok? Probably. I but was that's the one that, if they want you to start a TikTok, then they got a staff. 
they got to staff you out and you got to find I thought so some too. people uh some creatives to do well, that cuz it's how how dare you <laughs> I'm creative <laughs> Yeah but they don't want a TikTok they don't want 3 TikToks a month <laughs> So if they want if they want 12 you need four people Yeah you'd need like a whole Or they're go, or it's you know or like or what are you doing Like Yeah I agree like you're just gonna make five TikToks a day? I, I mean, I don't care. That would have to be my whole job. I mean, to be to be honest, I don't care how creative you are. If you make five TikToks a day, five days a week, that's twenty five TikToks. Three of them are gonna be good. Yeah, and that's that's that, pretty that's good. Just, that's good odds, right? That's the, that's good odds. You know, like there's there's like. There are very creative people all the time that do really bad stuff, and then I can't do it, dude. I can't make myself do a TikTok. That sucks. I've done. I mean, okay, well, let's, or just in general, I've definitely done it. Do anything that sucks. TikTok, but also in general. That being said, I definitely put out stuff that sucks. But like, it, but you can't. You don't know it until <laughs> after. <laughs> Sometimes I'll post something and being like, like sometimes I build up so much to like, oh, it's got to be good, and then I get to the point where I'm like about to post, and I'm just like, who cares? Like, I, who cares? You know what I mean? And I mean that could be that could be sucks. true about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? I mean, have you thought about? Have you thought about getting on there, making a little TikTok? No, I've been <laughs> told about it, and sure. I've been, I put, I downloaded it onto my phone. And I looked at it a couple times, but that's it. Yeah. I don't, uh, that's the extent of what I've done. And that was probably 18 months ago. Sure. I'm, I just, at some point you have to realize, or I mean, maybe you don't, maybe other people are better at this, but this is, this is too much, you know, like I'm not on. I have a Facebook page, I guess, but I haven't looked at it in a year and a half. Uh, sure. That's just not for me. So I have, I mean, there's probably, I probably have people, there's probably people who follow me on TikTok, but they're never going to see anything. <laughs> I'm never going to make anything. I, it's just, you check it out and you realize, oh, this ain't for me. Yeah. This isn't what I do. I don't know how to make a TikTok? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't like. What am I gonna do? Because it's also like, who are you? Who are you like trying to appeal to? And what I like, so TikTok is is like TikTok seems to be pretty hot with the young people. Sure, and that's not the youths. That's not what I do. I have seen that. Like, and I guess I guess I don't know what I'm talking about because somebody showed me on TikTok. Of a clip of somebody lip syncing one of my bits that had like sixteen thousand views. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. So I guess other people can make TikToks of me, <laughs> and that's fine. I don't that would have be any. Pretty uh, funny, actually, if your TikTok was all just reposts of people doing. I mean, your I would bits. love to figure that out. I would love to figure out how to do that. I'm trying to. Um, I got a new website, and we're. We I want one of the pages to be these TikToks. 
because I think it's very funny that <laughs> people is. are doing this. Yeah, that's hilarious. And then apparently, like, so whoever showed it to me showed me how to see like which other tracks of yours are on TikTok. Yeah. And there's like 15. Yeah, I don't doubt that. There's more of my tracks than there are of the other Jeff Tate. <laughs> right. And that, I mean, and that makes sense because I somehow like, I appeal to people who are younger than what he appeals to. Yeah. So he's, you know. Suck it, other Jeff Tate. Yeah. I That's mean, I've been saying this whole time. But it's like, it's like at the cusp where like the older edge of TikTok users <laughs> are like the younger edge of people who like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You found a nice little niche like at the yeah. edge of the older millennials. So I guess I could do that. Like, you could, dude. I could repost all the ones of them lip syncing me and then have that be what that page on my website is. So then it's just like it all gathers up that's, onto my TikTok. That's kind of funny. I think that's funny. I want to, I also want to encourage this behavior because then, <laughs> then I don't have to do it. <laughs> just let other people figure out. I think that'd be funny too. If, if you literally got on TikTok and said, like, hey, like I have all these tracks. I have all these albums on. I have literally fifteen albums or whatever on Spotify. Like, go look them up and go do this. I'm not because I'm not going to do it. I mean, it's like, only it's funny. only twelve. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Only twelve. Yeah, it's only twelve. <laughs> don't get, don't overblow it. Which is insane. That's my roommate Andy, by the way, making noise in the background. How you doing, hey, what's Andy? What's up? That was an interesting. This is my buddy Jeff. Have you met Jeff? Hey, Jeff. Hey, what's up? Are we going to cut this out? Probably. You went in that door and came out that door. Spooky. That's pretty wild. <laughs> Whoa. Where's your third yeah. door? There's a it's a there's no way. I mean if you if you go back in that middle door and then come in through this, this the bobby. patio door or whatever. I mean I guess you could do that if you were acrobatic. <laughs> and that would really like that would be the yeah. was mine. You're like that Chinese guy in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I think you should leave all this in. Yeah, I kicked out of Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> what a backstory. <laughs> I forgot that was his backstory. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right, should we pause real quick because I do have to pee? Yeah, let's pause. Great. Time out. Jeff, do you want anything? Talk about your cooking class. <laughs> <laughs> We're back into it. Um, Jeff, you were so okay. How long were you on the road before you felt like, um, I don't know. I guess that you had like made it. <laughs> I mean, do I don't know. Do you feel like that yet? <laughs> no, because it's you know if Tom, like Tom's not going to tour forever. He's definitely going to take a break between this one and the next one. And yeah. I don't know. What I don't know how else to there you know there's the ten clubs or whatever that I can work, and I'll just try to spread those out between like work one a month until Tom goes back on the road, hopefully or whatever you know it's never nothing is nothing is guaranteed so who knows what uh yeah dude who knows what'll happen I mean I mean it's I, so hard to say. When you've made it, 
or whatever. Like I can do, I can go if I wanted to. If I if I put the work in, I could book a tour. Sure. But well, I don't. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of work. Let me ask you this. So I don't know. For me, I I'm still you know I'm still figuring stuff out. But like for me, I just, I just featured on the road for the first time. Like yeah, where a was week it? or two uh, crackers, which like all right, they put you up. Nope. No, they don't even have those condos anymore. Oh, maybe they did, but if if they, they had did, it, they if they had it, you would have had one. <laughs> oh, well, then no. <laughs> um. No, um, but for me, that felt like I don't know. That felt like a pretty like that felt like a good win. You know, like I something I had never done before. Um, what I for you at this point, having had. 12 albums which like for me like being one being on stage for an hour is terrifying and two throwing it away is even more terrifying <laughs> and you've done that 12 times um what do you feel like are things that that you have yet to accomplish i mean those things are uh, fairly obvious i don't have anything filmed i don't have any you know there's no clips of anything even kind of recent, which is crazy. You have yeah, twelve I, albums. You have- yeah, but I don't have a video. Like I don't have a camera. I don't know. Like I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> so it's just whenever somebody else is like, "Oh, we'll film this for you," I'm like, "Okay." So I th- like my newest clip might be from like 2015. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, but you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm going to do something this year that gets filmed. Yeah, dude, you should. I mean, you know, not to don't. When I make when I make uh when I make the old number thirteen. <laughs> My goodness. We're dude. gonna film it. That's insane. I mean, it's a little. Uh, I mean, to put it into actual perspective, eight of them came out in twenty twenty. Yes. And so there was probably. Uh, so I probably only have like let's say like I have not written and discarded 12 hours of material it's probably closer to 8 maybe 9 still um, so most of those most of the ones from 2020 were like old hours that I didn't uh, that I recorded but didn't release, or you know, mishmash set lists of you know, there's like an alchemy with jokes where if you put one, you know, you have that hour, but then you got this new bit, and uh, it's like it makes this old bit work better or whatever. You could do stuff like that. So a lot of it, some of it is like that. Hmm. So we were. Uh, so yeah, I do have twelve albums, but I probably have nine hours, and this is my so the one I'm working on now is number the tenth hour, but the thirteenth album. Jesus. Yeah, and I think I might. I'm either gonna I'm either gonna call it thirteen, or I kind of want to call it. Uh, uh, I like the idea of calling something like a a ten pin spare. <laughs> The bowling term, okay, and you can only I'm get dumb. a ten, you can only get a ten pin spare if you gutter the first shot. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then, I was, and then I was roll a strike. Need, I was like, listen, my family's white trash, but I don't all the way understand that. But thank you for, <laughs> for, for explaining. I mean, that's good to know, so maybe I shouldn't call it that. Because <laughs> I don't have any like I don't have any bowling jokes. It is like a funny phrase. A ten pin spare is a funny Yeah, yeah. Thing but if you're bowl, if you're a bowler, you know, oh, that means you fucked up the first one. <laughs> you got a zero, and then essentially a strike, but because it was your second shot, it's a spare. <laughs> that's funny. Do you feel like that's you? Do you I mean, like sometimes, you yeah. Shot? No, I mean, I don't. Maybe it. I I feel like I'm. I definitely feel like I haven't hit that ten pin spare yet. Like I feel more like I might have fucked up the first shot, unless like I picked it up on the second. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should pick up, pick it up on the second shot, and then do it. Hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Whatever we call it. Yeah. I don't have to decide us, now. Say what? I don't have to decide now. No, not at all. The, I don't know if you know this, um, but this podcast is legally binding. All yeah. podcasts are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if you've been on the internet, but yeah, you print it out and sent mail it to yourself. <laughs> That's right. Which the brings old. us to what the heck should we call this thing, Jeff? Should we call it this podcast? I yeah. thought we decided already. I don't remember what I don't remember what I said, and I you, don't remember what you said. But what did you say? Do you I remember s- either one? Yeah, I, I remember all of them. It was uh, I said I should should I call this road dogs or road pups? Because I'm cute, or should it be nice road truckers, <laughs> or nice road truckers, or what you said, which was pod the road again, pod the road again, which is um, not bad. I don't know. Do you haven't named it yet? No. Is this that the first? Is the this the first episode? This is maybe. Have you posted any yet? <laughs> I haven't posted any yet. I'm banking. I got bank on bank of episodes. I got. Quite a few, okay. But I just don't. I that that was the one thing holding me up. I'm, I'm like, I'm not gonna let a stupid name hold me up. Like I know what I want to talk about. I just want to know. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. I'm trying to think of a Bible phrase. <laughs> the the road to dead askus. <laughs> Bro, I'm Damascus right now, bro. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that feels more like you're chasing girls. <laughs> it it does feel like that, which isn't not true, but it is not. It, that isn't true. <laughs> I mean, that's not what the podcast is about. It's so. not what the podcast is about. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it man. could be all the all the jams you get into after shows. Oh, with like ladies trying to pick you up or whatever. I mean, or the other way, or just like the places you end up. Yeah, well, t- like t- local dive bars or whatever. Or it was like someone's house. What's the weirdest place you've ended up after a show? I mean, you just never go to a third location. Never. <laughs> never. Try to stay near the club. 
because that way you'll at least know how to get. You should generally be able to fit, find your way back to wherever you're staying from the club. You don't want to end up deep in the heart of fucking Omaha or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then have to, because like. Has that happened to you? Of course. But like when I started, there wasn't like the proliferation of like ride sharing and stuff wasn't around. It wasn't so easy to. And I don't even know what it is like what it is like now because there's a lot of places I go like Cincinnati the ride shares are unreliable now. Yeah. They used to be a lot favorite. more reliable. Now I mean now even in even like where I live it there it's not that far from the city. It's right. where it's where a lot of cars should be. But now it'll like there are still times when it'll take it's like 20 minutes or there's no there's no drivers or whatever you're like what the hell it's yeah. Saturday night. I'm not telling anybody what to do, but like if you if you ever drive a lift and you don't do it on Saturday night, then why do you do it at all? You just sit <laughs> just around got you places just, to go. You sit around on Tuesday and wonder why you don't make any money. <laughs> right. It's like back in the back back when I first started going on the road in like two thousand eight. There was probably like a good five or six years there where there wasn't anything, and then that, then you would like hear about them in like L.A. and New York, and be like, "Oh, someday this will be here." But then you go like, so I was in Austin a couple of weeks ago, and it doesn't take any time at all to get a lift there wherever you are. Sure. Like, the longest it took was thirteen minutes, and that was because I was like, I was way out when I was getting it. Like I was out of Tom's house. Right. Is the house out there? Yeah, yeah. And there's no um there's no it's not like near where it's popping off, but if you're if you're downtown Austin, it'll take you less than five minutes to get a car wherever you are. I mean in most most places, like I you know, there was a couple of times when I wasn't, you know, in downtown Austin and needed a ride and it was still just like five or six minutes. Like Seattle has it. Like the bigger cities, it still works, but some of the smaller ones doesn't seem like it's working that much. So you don't want to get like jammed up and right. Go go to some. I mean, never go to someone's house. Never. What's the worst experience you've had doing that, or best? Uh, I mean, they're they're all the same. They're all like. Hmm. It always sucks more than they tell you it will. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's it's generally it's also like late. Yeah. So like dude, the idea of going to someone's house comes up when there are when there are no longer bars to go to. Yeah, that's not a and so that's not a good time. You end up as you end up as someone's place and it's like three in the morning and you're just like trying to get another beer in or whatever. It's like, what are, like, what are you doing? Why would you? Yeah, that sounds terrible. Like, not that it's even that terrible. It's just, and not that like, not that anything about the house or whatever is, or the people is terrible. It's just generally when it's like, oh, let's go to this place. That's, that should be, and has become the cue for like, 
oh no, this is just over. Yeah, the, <laughs> all the fun done. we were having. I'm not leaving this bar and going to your house before. Like, I'm just going. I'm going back to where I'm staying. Yeah. And never, you know, don't. It's not great to have people. Like, you're never going to bring the party to your hotel room. That's old day shit. That is not. Yeah. Modern day. That seems like Rolling Stones era kind of. Well, they just, they also, they're like the Rolling Stones hotel rooms are bigger. (laughs) So you could do it. I mean, hell, they might even have one for that. Right. But mine is just like, is it. The one bed with the fold out at the embassy suites, or the two beds with no fold out at embassies. Those are the options in my room. <laughs> Sometimes on this tour, I'll end up, I'll get a suite or whatever. But it's not, it's not that often. I don't. I mean, generally, when you're doing something like this, you're that you're just there for one night anyway. Sure. I mean, the Seattle one, the room in Seattle was amazing and I was there for three nights four seasons it was at the four seasons dang son and it wasn't the first four seasons I'd stayed at the first one was in Denver we were there for a couple nights too so there are fun I mean generally the best move now is to just find out if there's other comics around yeah that makes sense as we do I remember we did we did those two shows in Denver but it was the last day of the High Plains Festival. So they oh, were having word. their party. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we went to that. That's sick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was very fun. Some anarchist bookstore <laughs> uh, where we could drink. There was music. And the room was just, it was just comedians. So there were some that like, there were some comics in that room that I knew uh, comics in that room that I'd like only heard about or whatever. Yeah. Like there wasn't anybody. I mean, that's the thing with these festivals is they all seem to stay, especially these like DIY ones like this, they all skew young. So we were like, we were the oldest comics. The and we were also coolest. the only comics that had done it, had been doing it for, you know, 18 years or whatever. Yeah. At that if point. you're a young comic and, and Jeff Tate and Tom Segura walk in, you're like, holy. Holy cow, dude. Like, that's yeah, nuts. yeah. It's, I it's, would lose my mind. It is pretty fun because generally, anywhere we go, when Tom walks in, people are like, holy shit, Tom's here. Mm-hmm. But when we go to like a party like that, like, that's like the people, like, the biggest demographic of people who know who I am are younger comics. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's mostly from Doug Loves Movies. Sure. Dude, I got to say, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. The one time that you took me to meet Tom, meet Tom, which was very nice, which was super cool, and I still remember. And my best friend from high, from college, or I'm sorry, from high school and before, big Tom Segura fan. Oh yeah. Do you remember him, Evan? My buddy Evan. It was no, I'm not office. remembering any of this. Oh, okay. I thought I thought we went to see Nate. You also did that. You also took me to see Nate. Oh, we did both. We did both. Which was okay. the best. Which was was I on the was I on the show? You the were Segura on show. The Segura I definitely show. wasn't on Nate's show. You weren't on Nate's show. We just went to watch Nate. Yeah. Okay, that's right. But you took me to meet him. Okay, was, so I so it was like you you guys came to that show. Yes. Okay. All right. That makes which 
Now Again, I understand why. One of the coolest things, and super thank you for doing that. Um, I re- I was the weirdest. <laughs> I remember when, when I met Tom, I was like, I did not know how to be a person. <laughs> and I think I was like super tired or something. And I It was probably it, late. I mean, if you met late. him, then it was, was it outside? I think we went back to his green room for a minute. Okay, but we weren't, so we weren't, no. so was it like between shows? I don't, I think it, it was would probably be, show, so it was after the late show, so it was yeah. late. Yeah, I was Yeah, because I know like, nobody comes back between shows. Yeah, I was, I, st- I still feel, I, I still think about the time that I met him and I was like, oh, I was a, I was a weirdo. I would not have liked hanging out with me. At that time, well, if it, if it, if there's any solace, even I don't remember it. <laughs> that so is, that does. There's no way Tom does make me feel better. That does make me feel better, actually. Yeah, it 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 definitely wasn't like whatever your weirdness was didn't rise to the level of memorable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just an okay amount of weirdness. Yeah, just a, you know a tolerable, a, you know a very regular amount because you got to understand. You're not the only one that does that. Sure, true, true. Like for the most part, people who somehow find the bus or whatever when they meet him, they are all fucking weird. Yeah, and yeah. it's not it's not it's not that they're weird people. They're they're generally, I mean, some are, but generally, it's like you got to. And like Tom remembers this too. Is like you think about the people that you would. It's hard to it's hard to put yourself at that level but it's better for them if you do than if you downplay it or whatever because they like when you meet Tom like Tom's very famous and he's very good at what he does right and so but he doesn't he's never going to think of himself as like a celebrity right right. like what if you you know what if you met right in my um, brain that's what was happening was like like, I'm not not even a celebrity just like someone who's like the best at the thing that I love you yeah, yeah. I mean? So, you know, it's this, it's this, like, I mean, I can't imagine what would happen if I'm, you know, how would I react if I met, if I had gotten to meet, uh, like, Tom Petty or whatever? Sure. Like, I'm yeah. sure I wouldn't be cool. <laughs> I'd probably be quiet. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I erred on quiet. And that's a good, that's a good way to, that's a good way to err. Cause you see the people that err on the other side. Like especially with the ones who are like, "This is my chance," and so we'll be friends after this. And it's like, oh yeah, I that no is not. That. I had no illusions. Of right, that. but that's you know that's never happened. No, no one's ever met Tom Petty behind a a venue and been like, "Oh man, long after dark," is and then whatever happens next, and then he's like, "Oh here, take take my number. We should hang out some more." Like that's never. Right. I mean, it certainly doesn't happen when you just bring up their stuff. Right. Pete Holmes married a fan, and that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> right. Uh, they both have something in common. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine... I mean, it must. I mean, there must be because you meet fans all the time. So that must have been, like, whatever their connection was was something more than just that. Right, right, right. I will say. So we met Tom, and he was cool. 
him and my buddy talked about who you know college football or something that I hadn't kept. Yeah, long. that's the like, way to do that's it. Sweet, that's dope. Because I think I've even heard stories about Tom where she's like, "Let's just talk about anything except comedy." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "All right, sweet." Uh, but when I met Nate, he was he like took us to his tour bus and showed us like it's like it was like the Twenty One Pilots tour bus and yeah, it was dope. Sent me home with a pizza. His that's dad what I was remember. there. Yeah, his dad. I guess it was his dad that sent us home with a pizza. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was <laughs> there was food being handed out. <laughs> right, because didn't we we drove home that night? Yeah, dude. Like you had, I a, got a parking ticket. You got a parking ticket. I don't I remember that. that the Nate show. I did because I I it, I mean it it was only my fault. Like nothing else happened. Like it was just I forgot to pay the meter because I was so nervous about. Meeting Nate Bargatze. Oh, yeah. I mean, whatever I was doing, I I remember I flew into Columbus. Did it you was, really? Yeah, it was the end of um, That's it was nice. the end of a run. You shouldn't have done that. Why'd you do that? <laughs> uh, because it was the only time it would work. Oh man! And also, it was like, um, you were get you were gonna give me a ride home anyway, so I was still gonna get home that day. <laughs> That's right, I did. Too. Like <laughs> you picked me up at the airport. Like yeah. I, it was it's all a wash. Like I got <laughs> I got something too. That's right. <laughs> I don't remember where I was. I might have just like been in LA or something for a while. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe you're on the road with Tom. So that's And then I, I worked it out so that it, um like I knew what I was doing. I don't think I was on the road with Tom because I think I met, like I kind of like I vaguely remember making the decision of like I could have flown to Cincinnati the day before, but I decided that I would rather just. Oh man! I mean, I still have to take a flight. Yeah. And I still have to drive to Columbus and back, or I could take a flight and only drive back from Columbus, and it's less. Yeah. It's less actual like road time. It's it's not. I mean. I didn't know that, but someday you'll do it too. I mean, you picked me up at the airport. Yeah, but it was. I would rather. I would. You know. I'd rather stay in LA an extra day. Oh well, yeah, that makes sense. And then, and then only have to do the Columbus to Cincinnati drive once. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> then do it. The, you know, it's the same amount of flying, and then twice as much driving. Come on. And one day sense. less of whatever's going on in LA, because whatever's going on in LA is better. Yeah. It's nice. It's always Dude, nice out. Here's a real question. You you are talented enough. You could live New York or LA or anywhere you wanted to. Why do you live here? And I know we've talked about this, but I mean, just for the listener. Well, I just, um, to be honest, this has run its course. So I'm leaving soon. Are you? Yeah, but. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. Um, there's just nothing for me here. And like, there's truly nothing. And I, you know, I probably just, I I probably pretended for too long Mm. that there was still something, but, you know, a lot of it was, uh, I already, you know, I already moved a lot, a lot growing up. I moved constantly. So, Mm, yes. The idea of, uh, Picking up and moving to LA 
never seemed worth it. Mm. It also just didn't seem like it would be the one I'm going to go to LA and get a job. I don't want to do that. Like living out here, I didn't, I, I was able to do. Sure, Cincinnati's cheap. Yeah, it's cheaper to live here. It's uh, most of the places I was working were, you know, somewhat drivable. Right. So I could do that. And, you know, if I live in LA, then I'm flying everywhere. Well, sure. And, uh, you know, most of the people I know in LA had to, you know, you got to move out there and get jobs. And I was already working on the road a fair amount. Right. I mean, it picked up. I, it started at the end of uh, 07, I think, maybe the end of 06. I can't quite remember which year it was, but there was like the first six months of the year was like I had just finally started to work uh, too much to keep a job, but not enough to not need one. You did that three and a half years in? Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe four and a half, but it feels, crazy. it does feel like three yeah. and a half because it was five years in. So it was like early 2008 when I did Live at Gotham. So that was only five years in. And so that mm. got booked six months before that. And that all came from being on the road with Mike. So it was probably like four four years. But it was also, you could do that then. They booked out-of-town middles back then. They mm. don't, no, nobody really does that anymore. And it has done untold damage <laughs> to the, the to like comedy in general that's interesting like that decision has done un cuz that used to be like the conduit to getting out because you would host and then whoever was your middle and whoever was your headliner they were both from out of town yeah and your headliner generally are busier. So when you're hanging out during the day, that's generally you're hanging out with the middle. And then now you know mm, someone who's a middle. Like about to make it. Right. So but also someone who's just a little ahead of you. Sure, 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 sure. And so all you know, your ages are probably closer together, that all that all that kind of shit. That's interesting. Um and then they're from somewhere. Not you know, not a lot of them were from New York and L.A. Some of them were, but not a lot. So you would meet guys from Chicago. Like that's how I met most of the guys from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Was they were middles? Uh, they came through as middles or openers at some point, and then they you know then they become headliners. But they they know they know who. You know, they know who is booking middles and they help you get in with the people who are booking middles. And then now nobody knows how to get booked anymore. Yeah, I don't. So (laughs) every town is like, every town is like a fiefdom now where whoever like. Excellent use of the word fiefdom. Right. They just like consolidate their power and then use that to get into other places. So you're basically just who's. 
who's on top of the scene or whatever has nothing to do with who's best. It's who's got that, who's got that control over it. Mm. And this happens in every town. Like this is happening all over the place. Mm. And there's, and you, and you don't get to, uh, you don't get to see somebody because it's easier to aspire to that middle than that headline. Like when you're young, you can see the middle and be like, okay, may, you know, I could work harder. Maybe I could do that. Right. For me, I mean, for me right now, I, I don't like Tom's, I mean, Segura. Like, I don't, I don't think I could ever. Right. No but way. you could do, uh, but like when you were at Crackers. Right. Whoever was hosting could look at you and be like, if I work a little, right, you know, right, right. if I keep working, maybe I could do that. Oh, definitely. And then, like, I don't know, who'd you work with? Do you want to say who was your headliner? Uh, oh, he, Joe Deuce. He's funny. Yeah. Joe Deuce? Is, Deuce? Joe Deuce is great. Yeah, he's a, a Louisville, Lexington guy. Um, oh, yeah, interesting. He's, he's really funny. I love Joe Deuce. I just never, I never yeah. heard the name before. I don't and think I he's also, super well known, but he, he just released a dry bar special. He's funny. I like Joe Deuce. Oh, dry bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, like, that's what you should, that's what you're aspiring to do. I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it works. I'll be they, funny and not say a swear. Heck yeah. They dude. have a, they have a real, uh, <laughs> they have a real, like, we're going to throw, we'll do, Everybody and see what hits, right? And some of and some of them hit. Like if you got the if you got the uh, the actual material to back it up, and then some are just buried, right? There are there are some that I've heard about that I've never seen. Sure, I got um. There's one there's one that I know where somebody got a hold of the like the original audio before they doubled the laugh. No. Yeah, they that one's. They doubled it. Yeah, they do that. I mean, oh. that happens all the time. Oh no. Can I mean, it's just what it is. Like Andy Kindler hosted a uh, one of the live at Gotham episodes, and it's Andy Kindler. Like, yeah, he bombs sometimes. This is not news to him. If oh. even if he hears it, he's not going to be upset. Like he he knows, but they definitely like you can see the crowd. <laughs> And the noise that the audience is making does not match what you're seeing visually. <laughs> so now you're just you're left to be like, okay, so every person in this room who's not in the shot is losing their mind. And the people who are in the shot, just out of sheer coincidence, kind of are having no reaction at all. <laughs> And it's, I mean, Kendler, I opened for Kendler a long time ago, and I, wa you know, I watched 40 people walk out on the late show Friday. What? Yeah, I mean, it, it happened. He does comedy. Uh, his, he's got an audience, and but there's still, there's always going to be people there who don't know. That don't like, know, sure. That makes part sense. of it was a bachelorette party. Oh, boy. Like, probably half of it was a bachelorette party, and they were always going to walk out. Like, yeah, why would you fair. even do that? Yeah, no How, I don't understand why, I mean... There's a lot of there's a lot of nonsense that goes into that. I don't know why you would sell them a ticket, but I kind of understand that more than I understand why you would buy a ticket to a thing that you don't have any idea what's going to happen. You think you do because you've heard the phrase stand-up comedy before. So you think you know what's going to happen. But that was the night where they all realized, oh, each comic is different. 
And so, but nobody ever th nobody ever thinks of it like that. They just think, oh, this guy sucks because the last guy I saw was good. And it's like, no, the last guy you saw probably honestly, if you walk out on Andy Kendler, then the last guy you saw probably sucks. <laughs> or he was just trying to you know like make a check, <laughs> you know, like he was just trying no, to he do was his doing job. It. I've seen people show up and make their checks. The people that show up to make their checks tend to kill. Sure. But they do. They don't do. Like I saw Patrice came through once and I was so excited to see him. And uh, it was all fucking, it was just utter nonsense. Mm. Like, and he was killing, but it was definitely, like it was nothing he would, it was nothing he would do in New York. Mm. It was nothing he would do on TV. It was just like, this road hour that would kill for the dummies. And it did. It killed. I was disappointed. Sure. But that's because I wanted to see him do, you know, his material or whatever. Right. But he did. It wasn't it wasn't that. I mean and I understand like the older I the older I get, the more like I understand it. Like Geraldo always talked about um like Geraldo made his money doing corporates. So he had like a corp like an hour for corporates. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh Tosh always had the hour for college. Like he had an hour that he would only do at colleges. He wouldn't do it in clubs. Cause the the clubs wouldn't like the college hour and the college hour, like the colleges wouldn't like the club hour. Yeah. So he just had this other hour that he did to make you know, where you could make some like real money. Sure. And it makes a lot, you know, it makes a lot of sense you, now. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to, you're going to write two distinctly different hours. Yeah. All right. I mean, see, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Like, I still don't know how to do that. I, I would have no idea how to write an hour for college kids. I didn't know how to do that 15 years ago. I did a I didn't stand up for college kids I don't know four or five months ago and it all of there was like it was like a college camp and like all of the adults that chaperoned they were they they told me later like oh we were they we were losing it we were like losing our mind and then all the college kids did not <laughs> well that all also depends on the scenario like right what do you mean you did comedy for college kids like was it a show that they chose to go to? No, it was not. Then, of so course, you're not going to do well. Yeah. That was That's never going to happen. That was a mistake. <laughs> I did a show at a high school once okay. because their, like, their senior, like whatever this high school was, they let their senior class pick what, uh, like choose some, act like their last week of school or whatever they got to do something every day that was special. And they, like, as a class, they wanted to have, to see a comedian. And they could, there was no way they could afford anybody that they actually wanted to see. Like, I, th <laughs> but they, they decided as a group that, that, that they wanted to see comedy. And then I think one of the teachers heard me on Bob and Tom or something. So they were like, oh, this All guy right. lives nearby okay. uh, so so I did that and and it went great 
It went so well that the next year, the teachers were just like, we should do that again because it went good last year. Oh, no. And so, like, even then, like, when I talked to them, they hit me up and I was, I was like, who decided it? <laughs> like, did the kids decide? Like, who, who chose? And they were like, um, and they basically they were like, We'll give you, we'll give you, uh, we'll double your money. <laughs> and I was like, okay. All right, then I don't care who picked. <laughs> and it was clear that they, that they were just like, no, you, you'll like this. They liked it last year. You'll like this. And it did not go well until I cracked that. And then I started making fun of that. Why, the fact that I was here because it worked last year. <laughs> like then it started to go better. Yeah. But that involved like, you know, some shit talking towards the uh, the administration and the, oh, I'm the sure authorities the or whatever. Love that. Yeah, I mean, I never heard from him again. <laughs> of course. And that's fine because I knew I knew enough after that one to be like, you know what, I like unless they pick it, I don't want to do it. Like, it's not a good idea. Yeah, that's they it. have to choose, and you do you do a college show. And when you do a college show, they decide to go or not. And if they don't decide to go, invariably they will not like it. Especially, you know, between seventeen and twenty, you're mo like the mo like the highest point of they're making me do this. So fuck this. Yeah, that actually makes me feel really good because I thought yeah they were never I gonna did a like good it. Job. It didn't matter who it was. <laughs> I thought I did a good job, and all of the adults that were in on the program of the event that I did were like, "You were hilarious." I'm like, "Why didn't you tell these kids?" <laughs> that yeah, they, I mean, you can tell them all you want. They were never gonna <laughs> like it. I mean, the level of like, how famous do you have to be? to do a show for people who don't want to be there and have it go well is pretty high. Like, especially for, like, yeah. young kids, like, is... I mean, you put a bunch of college kids and you go, oh, we got Rogan. Like, if they don't want to be there, they're still not going to give a fuck. Like, is no. Rogan famous enough to for them to be like, oh, maybe, maybe this guy's good? Yeah, like, this guy was on Vampire Diaries. Like maybe. I mean, they'll be they'll be excited because you know enough of them have heard of him. I mean, Rogan might be a bad example because he's so many people have heard of him now because he's yes. in the news a lot. But like, and then there's someone like Bert who would still crush. Oh, like sure. he would somehow pull him out of it. But it's it's like it's got to be like that energy. Like his energy level will. Could, would, would win the day, but yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, who's who's famous enough to twenty year olds? Man, I don't know Harry Styles. Like what? Like, yeah, I don't right. Know like who would be who that it's would not be. a it's not a comic. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of who that would be. Not even people on TikTok, because not even everybody knows on who's on TikTok. It's just. It's a very I mean twenty year olds might. Right. They might, but they I don't know, dude. There's a better chance that twenty year olds would know a famous TikToker than you or me. Oh sure. Me for sure. Uh, well uh 
Jeff, my computer is about to die. So, <laughs> really, it's plugged yeah. in. Yeah, it's. Uh, I have the wrong charger. I lost the actual charger, and I bought this one on the online, and it's bad. Oh man, that's a real unfortunate consequence. Um, in the time that we have left, I have two questions. One, do you have a good Waffle House story? And two, are there any things you would like to plug? Do I have a good Waffle House story? Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, I can't. They're just too many. <laughs> right? There's, it's one of the places. But when I, in the 90s, when I worked at Kings Island, um, oh, there was shoot, a Waffle House uh, nearby that we would go to after work a lot. So, so I, you know, I've probably been to that Waffle House 60 times. And you could smoke inside, and they had a jukebox. and <laughs> uh, So we would just go there after work and hang out there for, oh, you know, a couple of hours and then go back to work at 8.30. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the Waffle House was by Kings Island, and we all of us, we all lived in Clifton, so it was 30 minutes home. Right. So we'd stay at Waffle House for a couple of hours, and then knowing that... There's a full hour's drive to get home and back t- to work at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, Woof. I mean, nothing specific. Uh, honestly, if you ever have Troy on, he's got a better Waffle House story than me. <laughs> Why do you say that? I think the first time he ever got stoned, he went to a Waffle House. <laughs> that- it was in high school. Uh with his friend Matt, but I remember all the details. I just remember when he told me the story, it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I went to a Waffle House with David. Uh, Chimacero? Yeah, coming My best back friend. from something. Friend of the pod? Yeah, coming back from something, we got, I feel like we were coming back from Columbus, but that, now I can't remember what show that, oh, it might have been like, it might have been Seabree show. The oh, yeah. Freaks of Beak show. Oh, yeah. And we were trying to find something to eat. And we just kept running into like roadblocks. Like we hit up a 24 hour McDonald's that uh, is uh, going through shift change or whatever. Like, so we just kept getting jammed up. And then we went to the Waffle House and it was takeout only. So we order this food and then we just eat it standing in the parking lot using my trunk as a table. Jeff, Maybe it was his trunk. I am so sorry. I mean, just hang on for a second because this is your last question. The last question is plugs. Well, I can still talk. I, we just got a new plug, so I'm good. No, that's fine. We don't. Nobody needs this to be too long. So my plug <laughs> is... Uh, just my website, jefftakecomedy.com. It'll be, it'll be done by the time this is up. Heck yeah, dude. All right. Thanks for having <laughs> thanks, me. Thanks, Jeff. You're the man.